I'm Haley B. Miller, and this is Ohio Politics Explained, a podcast where you give us 15 minutes and we give you all the news you need to sound smart and impress your friends. Welcome back to another episode of Ohio Politics Explained, the Puff Puff Past edition. This week, we're breaking down this week's election results and what comes next for abortion rights and legal weed. Joining me today is our Bureau Chief, Anthony Shoemaker. How's Welcome it back. Going, Haley? It's been a fun week. Good. Very ready to sleep. That's all he had planned for this weekend. Very true. Let's start with issue one. Ohio voters passed an amendment to enshrine abortion access in the Constitution with 57% of the vote, according to unofficial election results. This protects the right until viability, and a pregnant patient can still get an abortion after that if their life or health is in danger. As a reminder, issue one also deals with the right to things like birth control access and miscarriage care. This was a really big vote because Ohio was the only state in the country voting directly on abortion rights this year. And 57 percent is a pretty decisive win. Yeah, I think some people were surprised it got up to 57 because that's about what the issue in Michigan passed with. And Michigan, you know, has a history as being a more democratic state than Ohio. So I think most people expected it to pass, but maybe in the lower 50s. It does go to show that the the Republican effort in the summer to try to pass the 60 percent threshold would have worked if they would have passed. Right, because a lot of the polling even back then was showing that abortion access in Ohio sat somewhere around like 55 to 58 percent, definitely not over 60. Yeah, it was interesting to see that, you know, this went beyond just like your normal Democratic, you know, strongholds in the urban cities. We saw a lot of suburban um, counties also go for issue one. You know, this wasn't like your traditional uh, blue county is going for issue one. There was a lot of red counties that flipped and went for issue one. Yeah. And a lot of counties that supported former President Donald Trump in 2020, which I thought was interesting. Now, Republicans who oppose abortion have been mixed on what to do next since this vote came down. Governor Mike DeWine said lawmakers need to respect the will of the voters. And he even acknowledged, as he was in the weeks leading up to the election, that the six-week ban he signed in 2019 is not really that popular among Ohio voters, especially because it does not include any exceptions for rape or incest. But other GOP leaders are singing a slightly different tune. Yeah, I mean, you you heard Senate President Matt Huffman talk about a revolving door of abortion constitutional amendments going on the ballot. Uh, Mike DeWine sounds like that's not the direction he thinks uh, lawmakers should go. So I know um, they're going to meet next week. So it'll be interesting to see where things come down. Right. And House Speaker Jason Stevens made kind of a vague comment on election night about how the legislature can do other things to protect life, whether that means abortion legislation or looking at things like adoption and that it's really not clear at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because, you know, every state that's taken on uh, the abortion issue since Dobbs has supported abortion rights. So Ohio is continuing that trend. And obviously states around the country are, are we're watching Ohio on Tuesday because like Florida and Arizona are planning to put this on the ballot in 2024. And uh, you have to think, you know, if this is passing in Ohio and Kansas and Kentucky, that, you know, there's a trend here. Yeah. So, I mean, what does come next for Ohio? There's a lot of legal maneuvering that still has to take place now. Yeah, well, you know, Democrats are going to introduce legislation to try to um, turn back some of the state's other abortion-related laws. But, you know, then it'll end up in court, you know, and kind of take things one at a time, I think. I get the sense that the six-week ban is probably up first, if nothing else, because it's already before the Ohio Supreme Court. 
that has been on hold since last year, since a Hamilton County judge stopped the law indefinitely. And I think the Supreme Court has been kind of waiting for this vote to play out because that's ultimately going to determine how they rule in this case, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's some other issues kind of like around, you know, certain diagnosis for the fetus, you know, like if you mm-hmm. had a certain diet, there was a bill that passed about Down syndrome. Down yeah. syndrome. Yeah. So they'll be looking at all of those kinds of bills, too, over the next few weeks, I think. A lot of lawsuits. A lot of lawsuits. All right. Let's go ahead and pivot to issue two. 57% of voters also approved a law allowing adults 21 and older to buy, possess, and grow marijuana. There's a lot to this law, as we've talked about before, but a few highlights. It gives medical marijuana businesses a leg up on licenses for adult use. It creates a social equity program to help operators who have been disenfranchised by marijuana prohibition. And driving high is still illegal and kids will not be able to buy marijuana products. What did you make of this vote? You know, the thing that I thought was really interesting about the vote on issue two was how many more counties went for marijuana compared to abortion. I thought it was interesting to see quite a few of the rural Trump counties from 2020 came out supporting marijuana legalization. I mean, if you look at like Every county in in the suburban Cincinnati area went for marijuana legalization. A lot of the Appalachian counties, not just Athens County, but the counties around Athens all the way up to Franklin County went for it. So it was was interesting to me that despite the statewide numbers on abortion and marijuana being the same, the counties didn't match up. I talked to Doug Berman, who's kind of a drug policy wonk at Ohio State about this, and he said there's very much a libertarian bent to marijuana legalization and a lot of the Republican opposition that you see on this issue is a lot of your country club Republicans, people who are a little bit more socially conservative, which is not really in line with the Trump brand, at least to some extent. Right. And I think that, you know, if you if we thought about issue one in August that way, it makes perfect sense. You know, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of Republicans voted against issue one in August, mainly because, you know, there's that libertarian streak. I don't know. They don't just because they're Republicans, they don't necessarily want Mike DeWine and the lawmakers making all the decisions. And so I think that kind of translated over into the fall election on abortion and and marijuana in some ways, where it's kind of like this libertarian streak, like, you know, they're Republican, but they don't want, you know, lawmakers necessarily telling them what they do. They want their weed. They want their rights. <laughs> For sure. I mean, Butler County, which is home of J.D. Vance and John Boehner and a pretty reliable red county, went for marijuana and the abortion issue on election. Yeah, really interesting outcomes there. So, I mean, compared to issue one, especially the issue two campaign was really quiet, a lot quieter than the campaign in 2015, which was controversial for a lot of different reasons. The issue two campaign also spent way less money, but they still managed to get this thing passed. I mean, what does that say about this issue? Do you think to some degree they rode the coattails of issue one at all? I think that, you know, the big problem we had in the 2015 measure was the monopoly side of it. Like it was too few people were able to take advantage of it. And it sounded kind of like big, big marijuana, like big tobacco. For this one, it was like the whole idea of regulate marijuana like alcohol. I think that that message resonated with most people. and They thought, why not? Why not regulate it like alcohol? And as we've said before, issue two is an initiated statute, not a constitutional amendment. 
that means lawmakers can change it. And they're already talking about what they want to do. Yeah. I mean, Governor DeWine uh, says, you know, respect the will of the voters. But there are a couple of things he'd like uh, to take care of. He really doesn't want to smell marijuana on the streets. That's a big issue for him and keeping it out of the hands of kids. And Huffman and Stevens have also weighed in on this, too, also both opponents of recreational marijuana. There's no talk of repealing it at this point, but they've said they want to look at the tax rate. They think it's too low. They want to look at how the revenue is distributed. They want to see maybe more of it, I think, go to the general revenue fund or law enforcement, things like that. And there's also been a lot of buzz around THC content caps that are outlined in the statute. So I think we're going to see a lot of discussion about that as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, the price is an issue. I mean, we've heard about the uh, the price issues uh, keeping people from buying medical marijuana in Ohio. You know, you, you could see something with the recreational side, too, where it's just so expensive. Maybe people continue to get it wherever they get it from or they keep going to Michigan or something like that if it's if it's out of their, you know, if it's priced too high. The other angle I think is interesting on this is, you know, places like Cincinnati, where you're in like a tri-state area around Kentucky and Indiana, then Ohio can become a destination for people in those states to cross the border and they're not supposed to take it back. Right. And just that hasn't a, stopped in Michigan. True. And a quick aside, both issue one and issue two take effect 30 days after the election, which is December 7th. For those interested in issue two, that means you can't start smoking marijuana today. You've got to wait a little bit longer and it's ultimately going to take a while before sales in Ohio get up and running. Right. So so starting on December 7th, people can start growing it and start using it, but it just won't be able to buy it in Ohio, is that right? Correct. And one more thing before you go. In non-election news, Ohio Supreme Court Justice Jennifer Brenner is suing over a law that requires judges to have partisan labels on the ballot. Brenner is a Democrat, and if her name sounds familiar, it's because she lost a race last year for Chief Justice to Sharon Kennedy. Brenner wants the court to either get rid of these labels or make it easier for judges to campaign for public office. So is this a sign that Brenner wants to run for governor? It could be. I mean, she's got pretty strong uh, name ID. She she was a secretary of state once. She ran for the U.S. Senate uh, years ago, but failed to get through the primary. You know, I mean, she is one of the better known statewide Democrats, so I wouldn't be surprised if she has higher ambition. Ohio Politics Explained is brought to you by the USA Today Network Ohio Bureau. You can check us out on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Ohio Explained. <laughs>